we're back for another episode of the Friday Night Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lanik, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sarah. Hello. Uh, so we are on episode nine of the first season, and the funny thing is we're, the, we're not even at the halfway point. Yeah, that blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, so you got to remember, this was in 2006. This is still when the idea of having a 20 to 24 episode season was just the way way things happened that's every show had this amount and we now live in a in a different age of television in which there's only a i think a handful of shows on tv now that that have over say 16 episodes you know so yeah most are pretty refined and concentrated episodes down to like 13 or 12 now yeah well i've always liked it i i think every show well not every show but just about every show that has this kind of season has a a lot of fat on it um episodes that don't really do anything kind of like okay they just kind of stall too much fluff Um, too much fluff now that being said, with this show, I haven't seen any fluff yet, so I think that so far it's not really showing any any kind of issues. But you know, if if that is true in this season, doesn't you know if it doesn't have it, if that's the opinion that we come to, it's probably the exception, not the rule. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those TV shows that makes you know good of each episode they're given, like. Compare it to Gilmore Girls. Every episode's, you know, good. And they have a 22-episode seasons as well. Well, I think that because this is an ensemble cast, uh, because there's so many characters, the reason why it may not be suffering, as maybe other shows, is that there's always interesting stories to tell because you have, you know, over a dozen characters and all of them can get their chance to shine. So if you kind of progress so far in, you know, maybe a couple of characters storyline and you want to take a, a step away, you know, you don't want to progress too far at the moment. Fine. You can just focus in this next episode can focus on another character, you know, so it, it allows them a lot of flexibility on this show. And I think that's part of the reason why nine episodes into season one. And I think all the episodes have been, excellent so far yeah because they've gotten a good amount of time to you know explore each character you know richen them up and then delve into their stories yeah and we're starting to see a lot more depth being added especially to some characters that maybe didn't have very much depth uh or not as much as we would have liked um so to give you a perfect example um take buddy garrity this is really buddy's the first episode um in the the show so far where i felt like his character he he was three-dimensional you know we saw a different side to him you know buddy's always buddy he's kind of wheeling and dealing doing all that all that stuff that he does um but in this episode we got to see him be a father yeah there's this really touching scene at the end of the episode between uh buddy and uh lila where 
she's at the game and people are in the crowd are calling her you know, names, calling her, you know, a slut. And because obviously word has gone around. People it's know high school. it's high school. People know what happened between her and Riggins and Jason. And this is, you know, what happens. So she gets, you know, I think a slushy thrown on her. She gets, you know, all these names. So she goes off and cries underneath the bleachers and her dad comes down and basically just listens to her reassures her that you know he loves her that you're my daughter and you know that that just you know he's there for her and is a really touching scene and it showed i think uh, a side we hadn't seen yet yeah because up until this episode all i've seen of buddy garrity is just he only looks at the world in the way it can benefit him and what he can get out of it. And this is the first time where we see him genuinely, you know, loving and concerned for his daughter. It was really sweet and it not only added depth to him, but, you know, it made us feel for what Lila was going through as well in that moment. Yeah, th- this episode um, really hit... Uh, a, uh, okay, I'm going to be upfront and honest. This This episode was, for me... This might be the most complete and perfect episode of the season so far, in my opinion. Um, there were so many, there were so many things going on in this episode, and the fact that they managed to balance it all, all the storylines, and they were effective. They didn't feel rushed, right? It just a lot was going on in this episode, and a lot of different, you know, angles that they were presenting to us, and I just really loved what they did here and so uh take the buddy for instance right i mean hey it wasn't just about that end scene right because that if it was just that end scene that would have been a nice scene but it would have felt out of left field because there would have been nothing to lead up to that well they didn't do that you know we saw him uh go into a room she didn't want to go to school she was obviously you know in bed crying and he was you know being a father and obviously he was, concerned. He, he was concerned and then we saw a scene later with with tammy where he you know so obviously he's noticed something's going on and he asked tammy about it and she says he says what do i do and she says you know you just got to be there for her you got to listen to her that's you got to reassure her and let her know that you care and it's okay so that's three scenes there's not a ton but it it builds and it, the payoff at the end was a payoff because we got the scenes leading up to that really great moment for them. Yeah, they gave us a bread trail crumb to get, ugh, breadcrumb trail to get to that point, and it was you know, a lesser show wouldn't have even done that. They wouldn't. They would have just thrown the end piece in because they could have to get us a little emotional, but they added you know people into the story that care about Lila as well and don't want to see her you know hurt any more than she does she with um Tammy she didn't want to tell him Lila's secrets or anything like that but she also wanted him to be there for her so it was really nice sweet touch there yeah it was a really nice <laughs> it was a nice and sweet touch and it was just like I said a very well um well done and very effective and you know much needed a uh, bit of character development for Buddy, so it really came at a great time. Uh, you really couldn't have, I think, asked for a better way in which his characters developed because it was not, you know, it wasn't about anything he was going through. It was about 
is concerned for somebody else. And so it was nice to see that that's the route they chose to take in order to show, you know, that kind of growth in terms of character. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah, this episode earns its title for full hearts. Yeah, the, it, it does. Uh, the, you know, that, that was a nice, you know, tear-inducing moment between he and Lila, but that's not the only one. Um, there's a few in this episode, and uh, it's actually hard to pick which uh, which moment is you know the 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 heart on moment for the for the week. I know because I will say like usually each episode there is a moment where I get a little misty eyed, but in this episode there's several moments that made me misty eyed. Yeah, yeah, it does get it does get a little. It's one of those episodes where you're like. I might need to reach for a tissue. <laughs> so, <laughs> Truly. Um, so I think one of the major themes in this episode was uh, I, I kind of really got the impression that, that one of the big things they were trying to tackle was uh, people not knowing who other people are or people trying to be people that they're not. And so to give an example here, um, so let's let's talk a little bit about Smash, all right? So this was a really really great episode for Smash as well, because like Buddy, we've kind of been shown Smash in a certain light, right? He's he's uh, he's athletic, he's good looking, he's a charmer, he's um, you know he's driven. Um, and last episode we saw him crumble under the pressure of expectation and so to combat that we see he starts to take um steroids yes and we get that early on in this episode where he's in the car and in there's uh churches is uh underway and he injects himself and and you know he this is what he's trying to do and he's this isn't him and he probably deep down he knows it but in this episode, what was really great was to see him struggle with the death of his father, a father that's been gone for years now. Yeah, we we haven't heard about his father since the very first episode when a news reporter mentioned it when he was interviewing him. And, you know, until to this point, I didn't think we'd ever, you know, find out about that. But um, the football game is in, we learn, Smash's hometown, and he gets to go back and this is where he grew up. It's where his fa- his father died, and where his old friends are. And you know, he goes back and he sees that you know he's only got one friend there who's also you know the arch nemesis of the other team. Um, but it's the only one that's still you know above water. Everybody else that he talks about is you know being booked in jail, and he sees his like whole childhood's kind of deteriorated. Father's dead, and. Yeah, it's it's hard to watch, and here's his mother talking about his father like she hated him. And I can see, like, for someone who doesn't know what the truth was at the time, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah, it it was, and it was very effective. They really really layered this on, too, like everything else in this episode, because he brings it up before they, you know, they even get there. Uh, They're at the dinner table, and, and... I've kind of felt a little bad. I mean, okay, so he kind of he kind of started out the conversation regarding it uh, more demanding and 
and maybe not with the right attitude. But at one <laughs> point in the conversation, he says, you know, no, I, I really I really think we should talk about this. And you can tell that it, it's, it's just coming from a place of, you know, pain and just maybe he really wants to, to talk about it and maybe understand. But he's under a false impression of his father. You know, he sees just one side of his father. And like his sister Sheila, you know, she understands the truth. And his mother understands the truth. And you feel bad for Smash when you hear her say that, you know, at the cookout where she says, you know, I, I, I just some days I'm just I'm glad he's gone. And to hear that, it is awful, you know. And I can understand, you know, Mama Smash keeping that from him for so long. Like, you don't really want your child to know, you know, personal business or you know, touchy business of some somebody they love, their father, like, he wouldn't have known if he was alive and doesn't need to know, you know, up until his death. But because that got brought up, you know, she needs to explain where that's coming from from her side. And that's I think that's the only reason why she would finally tell him that. Yeah, um, I think with I think with Smash, it's... um. It's it's a harsh truth for him, I think, you know, I think it's 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 hard because he, he wants to see his father as the the guy who threw him his taught, taught him to throw his first you know spiral, he's gave him his you know his his nickname. Um, oh, your mic cut out again. No, can you hear me now? Still out. I think I can hear you now. Okay, can you hear me? All right. Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, I think, I think, um, yeah, I think Smash wants to be able to see his father in the way that he'd always thought of him. You know, he, his father taught him to throw his, the first spiral that he threw, gave him his nickname, which is, in a lot of ways, his identity. And so you're kind of stripping away a little bit of that by... You know, hearing the harsh truth, I mean, obviously he and his mother have, his, you know, Smash's father and, and Smash's mom, they obviously have had a very volatile history. It, it, this, I don't think this was the one and only time this went down, and I think it, it sounds like it's something that she kept away from him for a long time, but it's also the truth, and I think she finally understands that this may not be pleasant but I guess it's time that you understand what really happened. Yeah, so I guess finally, like, yes, Smash isn't a kid anymore. It was right to keep it from him, you know, keep your kids, like, thoughts of their father, you know, as they were once were. But as they get older, you know, they need to understand what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, it, but it was great. I mean, it, this, you know, it was also good for, for the actress that plays his mom, uh, she got some really nice scenes. It was good for her character um, because it it's a, it's a storyline that really involves the two of them, and it was just it was just good character work for both for both actors, you know. So yeah, it was nice to see that. It was a good storyline. It was it really kind of attached itself to last week's and just kind of kept it going. So we got to see a progression from last week's storyline. Yeah, and um, so far we've seen Mama Smash as, you know, she's the 
tough cookie that keeps that family together and now we kind of see like why she's so you know tough and we add depth to her character and i really liked seeing more of her yeah yeah you'll see more of her in the future too she's not going anywhere i like Um, her um so we also get to see the weight that smash is under for you know his secret for the steroid use um and uh i think it 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 shows itself. I think you could interpret it. He has. He starts. He starts. You know, having these anxiety attacks. This he can't breathe. You know, he's. Um, you know, he's out there in out the the um, the yard with with his sister Sheila, and she's kind of like like in the role of like his trainer. You know, she's like go go go, and she's pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and he actually, you know, he almost falls off the bench. You know, it's like he almost passes out and he's breathing like hard, like he's almost got like asthma, you know, yeah. she like, and she's like, Brian, are you okay? And so they go to the hospital and he, the doctor's like, I think it's just an anxiety attack. And she, she eventually, she gets the truth out of him and she can tell she's horrified by what he's doing. Yeah. And I think also the steroids he's taking, they deteriorate your Muscles you've already built, I believe, but then there's, like, the ones that they're promoting. So I don't know if maybe it was also, like, his muscles are kind of, you know, not the same as they once were, and then it was overwhelming. And then with the medication he's on, you know, brought on that stress, I could, with an anxiety attack, I can completely see that. Um, He was lucky that they didn't give him a blood test. (laughs) Well, I think um, I think that what he's taking, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, what this stuff does is that it, it allows you, there are side effects, of course, but I think what these do is they allow you to train harder and recover quicker, okay? And so, like, you can go and hit the, hit the weights and really just, just annihilate your body and come in, come in tomorrow and work out for another five hours. And, you know, so, like, people that take steroids, they, they tend to be people that can take more pounding. And if you take the right, the certain kind of steroids, what it also does is when you eat food, steroids, they like, it's like they suck up every ounce of micronutrients and the, all the good stuff, the protein, all that, more so than if you didn't take them. And it's why people that take steroids can recover so much quicker because that's what allows them to do. Now, there are side effects, as you can see. <laughs> so there's Just a little bit. There's, there's benefits because what, what this will do is because you can train longer, harder, and recover quicker, um, it it makes you faster, makes you stronger, and you start, you start running over people because of this. Um, and that's, well, that's obviously why he's taking it. So, yeah, you know. for that little extra push. Yep, that he doesn't need. He just thinks he needs it. Yeah, exactly. He really doesn't need it. He yeah. just needs confidence. Yes. Ah, oh, smash. <laughs> right. So, um, so that was a big storyline, and we did we get the end in the football game, which we'll we'll talk to that. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later because that has a really great scene in it that I want to talk about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so let's also talk a little bit about the aftermath of the whole Lila Riggins, uh, Jason, uh, th- like throwdown that happened last week. So, 
So we open up this this episode, at least this storyline, where Lila is baking something, and yep. she's she's hard at work, and she's in her uniform. She gets off the elevator, and it's like what I wrote down here. I wrote true walk of shame. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, she is absolutely terrified to walk down this hallway, and you can. Yeah, she tell. goes to church and pray first. Right. Um, it's it's awful. And so we get intercut that with uh, Jason. Obviously, he's tearing down all his stuff off his wall, all the pictures, everything. And she gets in the room, and he kind of lays into her. You know, he says, you know, did you sleep with, with Riggins? You know, how many times? And, you know, he's, she's, he's just, he's going for the heart. And she's crying, and she, you know, she doesn't want to talk. She doesn't want to say, and it's just, it's a... It's just awful. It's like, it's exactly what I think she feared it would be. Yeah, it's your typical teenage romance kind of breakup. Um, yeah. Very, it's very hard. Your first like breakup, your first love kind of thing. It's devastating on both sides, no matter of the situation. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, it was emotionally devastating scene to watch. Yeah, you know. Um, so this, yeah, this scene was just it was tough and basically he's like get out i don't want to see you again just leave and that that pretty much <laughs> pretty much ended that so and um, she leaves muffins in the hallway yeah yeah um if you hadn't been giving your muffins out in the first place Lila, you wouldn't yeah, be in this predicament yeah yeah exactly so <laughs> yes it's, yes so yeah this, this was hard to watch but um it really progressed the storyline we're seeing a lot of payoff you know this is um Last week, the end of last week, and the beginning of this week, and throughout this episode, really, we're starting to see some of these storylines that have been going on since very early on, uh, coming to a head. And obviously, this being one of them, you know, this really came to a head last week with with uh, Jason just completely unleashing, yeah, on on uh, Riggins, and it's followed up directly in this episode. We get to see the the aftermath and it's uh it's tough and but you know it's also necessary because we need to see where the characters are going to go from here yeah poor brigands this episode though you just get the tyra hits him and they beat the crap out of his yeah this is the truck he just fixed am i right yeah yeah pretty much he's, he's always fixing this damn truck you know and i don't get Tyra doesn't have a leg to stand on with this. They broke up. What is she pissed about? Well, I think it's, you know, I think it's it's true. I mean, Riggins really isn't cheating on Tyra because they're not really together. But in her mind, it's not the point. It's more like, any like she says, I wrote this down, Tyra's single line of anybody but her. It was a far more effective than if she had like, gone on this long rant because she didn't need to. You got the point. It wasn't about the fact that he'd slept with anybody else. It was, of all people, it's Lila. Like, she had to, it's like, think about, like, think of, like, some, think of, like, some girl, like, if you're in high school, think of some girl that you just hated, or whoever, somebody that just, you couldn't stand or drove you absolutely nuts. And imagine if, if you had a boyfriend and they broke up and he just happened to sleep with the one person you couldn't stand more than anybody else. Like, of all the people. That's the person that, you know, like, that's kind of like, it's not that, like, they're not dating, but, you know, 
she could probably care less that he slept with anybody else in the entire school, but of course she had to sleep with perfect dialogarity in her mind, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. I would be pretty pissed too, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, I think, where they're trying to come from. And I like that. I enjoy that because, like you said, she doesn't have a leg to stand on. She doesn't really have a dog in the fight, I guess. But it shows you that even she has her limits. <laughs> You yeah, know. and I think it would it would absolutely be different if there was just it was just like a one night stand with a girl she didn't care about that wasn't a threat, but Lila is the type of person that would be eventually in a relationship with Tim, and that's a huge threat to Tyra. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is because it, if it's more than a one night thing, it's she's afraid. I think in a way that it'll actually become something. And that's yeah. worse. It's not like one night thing where it's over, but it's like, what if this was something more? So, um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about Tyra here because she has this really nice scene between her and Jason. Um, yeah, I love this scene. <laughs> this scene. So she shows up at the hospital. It's game night. Um, she's like, obviously now she's not going to the game. Uh, and Jason, uh, you know, isn't. Uh, so she brings along a bottle of, I don't know what it is, but it's obviously liquor. It's pretty hard stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So they sit down and they just start drinking. And there's this really great, I love when Tyra, uh, or no, when, when Jason reenacts, uh, Riggins, uh, pilot, little Texas forever, uh, you know, you know, that, that big gold speech that he gives and gives know, the Tim boys does the Tim boys and, and, and Tyra responds by doing that perfect Lila Garrity and I'm Lila Garrity yeah. cheer for you yeah right <laughs> yeah so this is a really good scene between them and and it's something that you see there's an actual warmth there it's like they've always probably been friends I guess like they probably don't hang out very much but you could always tell like they're two people that always just got along well yeah, like it's not like they're gonna like sleep together or anything. Not like that. It's it's exactly. It's more like they just. There's always been a just a thing where they probably respect one another, and they've just always enjoyed a good rapport. Yeah, there's no judgment between them. It's just equal grounds. Yeah, yeah. Two people that one doesn't believe the other's better than the other. You know, so it's it's a nice it's a nice relationship to to kind of explore from time to time. So. Yeah, I like seeing it. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? There's a ton of stuff. So, oh, um, okay. <laughs> the big part. Well, no, 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 no. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Tammy. And uh, so Tammy got some nice stuff in this scene. So the mayor, so she's um talking to to uh, Taylor and uh, Coach Taylor, um, Eric and and Tammy, and she just kind of forces Tammy to. <laughs> to join Buddy in her as negotiations because apparently uh, the, the, the committee in Gatlin uh, has decided that they're going to put the team up and everybody in just apparently some pretty awful accommodations. Yeah, uh, I love the line where I don't really feel like getting a drive-by shot or something like that. Yeah, I wrote that down. I wrote something. What did I put there? It was like something like, here, i got to find it. Um Oh, as I wrote, we see some of, you know, what 
I mean, racism, I guess, in a way. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's not the best part of town, but, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't want to go over there because I'm going to get shot and killed. Thank you. We're talking, we're not in, you know, South Central Los Angeles at two in the morning. You know. I didn't even think about that, that that town is, I guess, predominantly more African-American than it is white. Well, it's kind of, well, yeah, it probably is, but it, it, there's two, there's, there's half, like half of Dillon is, I think, uh, lower income, and then the other side of Dillon is the more wealthy portion of town. So you kind of have, like, two, two sides to this town in a lot of ways. And well, I mean that's Dylan in general, but I mean that that that'll get explored more. But then you got Gatlin, who yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know how big this town is, or your mic again. Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. Um, Damn, Mike. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah. Um lost my train of thought so yeah hey, i'm apologizing about... yeah i'm apologizing there's an issue with with connections a little spotty tonight so i'm just apologizing uh, in advance i'm gonna try and edit this up and clean it up a little bit but i might not you know get everything so I'm just kind of <laughs> giving you a uh, fair warning um it's probably my fault because i'm upstairs right now and our wi-fi box is downstairs See, it's all your fault. Look what you did. Uh, uh, no, it's also Canadian internet, so... Uh. Yes, well, you and your Canadian stuff. It's always inferior to the U.S. Right? Uh, <laughs> We're just the bastards of the North. <laughs> right? Jon Snow. Um, all right. Exactly. Right? So, okay, so yeah. Um, so Tammy is... Oh, okay. Let me step back. So this town, so Gatlin, I think... I don't know how big it is, and I don't know... But it sounds like, in terms of... You know the socioeconomic conditions there. It's it's probably on the lower income level. At least it seems that way as it's presented in you know the the show. So anyway, the mayor's you know like I don't want to get shot and I want to die and all this stuff. So um, so Tammy Tammy gets thrust. Does it get asked? Gets thrust into the position of being the yin to Buddy Garrity's yang. <laughs> yep. and uh it's 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 interesting and it gives her a chance to kind of calm buddy down and keep him from insulting people and she does just that she just lays on the 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 charm and every sensibility and and she gets them to do everything they were looking to get you know exactly like yeah, sense and sensibility, that's what she's got all all about it. And she plays to a, their, you know, what they want. Yeah, she says, look, you know, we're all going to come here. Your, your businesses, everything, it's going to gain a lot of money. So why don't you just call the, get us better deal? Yeah, exactly. I like um when the mayor is, like, coercing her into this, that she's, she tells her, you know, wear a low-cut top <laughs> And, you know, make yourself look pretty. And then um, Eric's just like, well, have a nice day, honey. Yeah, like, like you know what? I'm not even getting involved. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not touching this. She's like, okay. Mayor's like, yeah, why don't you put on something that they'll, you know, they'll pop out a little bit, you know? It's like, oh, great. So that's what I'm supposed to do. 
So. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do this, but unfortunately, it looks like I have no choice. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Um, so let's get to... Uh, well, let's talk a little bit of... Well, we did mention this. We talked about Tim a little bit. We said about um, how he doesn't have a good episode, and it's so true because it it's a little bit of everything that kind of gets thrown his way, but the biggest thing is the retribution from other football players against him. <laughs> yeah. His own team. Yeah. So obviously these guys have been loyal to Jason, and they find out what's been going on. And they go to visit Jason. Oh, they find out that they, there's a fight. So they think that, that Tim has basically started a fight with someone in a wheelchair, basically. Which is crazy. So, so Jason, so he should, they show up and Jason kind of sets the record straight. But then they put two and two together and realize that the reason it all went down is because Tim and Lila have been sleeping together. And so in retribution for all this, um, Tim pulls up in his truck in the driveway. Guys come out of a kind of the shadows with baseball bats and they just lay into this truck and they they bust the windshields up they put a lot of damage into it and yeah all tim can do is take it you know he just lays down it's like oh okay when it's over i'll get out (laughs) right so that kind of happens and uh, that kind of follows throughout the episode and the team just kind of doesn't stand behind him until the end in the big game when, despite being hurt, he kind of finds his way back on the field for one more play. And it's, it's almost like a moment where they're like, okay, you did some really something really awful, but you know what? You're willing to come in when you're not, you're not physically, shouldn't be able to even come on the field. And, you know, we'll just let, let it all go. Yeah, and if it had been someone else, Tim would have been with them beating up somebody else's car. Yeah, probably. I mean, he understands why it's happening. It's not like, why did I do? You know? Yeah, exactly. It's it's he knows why, and he he, he probably knows he deserves it. So it, he's not complaining <laughs> about it. You know. So you're right. He, he would be the, he'd be there doing the same thing. So yeah, <laughs> poor truck though. Right. <laughs> Rest in peace. No. Got a lot of damage, got a lot of fixing to do. Um, okay, so so let's get to um, let's get to the big thing in this episode. Um, so the Matt and Julie date. Okay, so the first thing I've got to say is worst advice ever. Landry. <laughs> As always, uh, he gives the worst advice. And he convinces, like, so obviously Matt doesn't have the money to like go to the mall, buy a bunch of new clothes. So they go to the Salvation Army, okay? And Landry <laughs> talks him into getting a members-only jacket. Okay, first of all, the only reason that Eric knows this is because Eric is old enough to know what a members-only jacket is. Yeah, I don't know what a members-only jacket is. You don't want to wear it. That's what you... <laughs> You don't want to wear it. It's not something that is good to wear. I'm assuming it's just like something, you know, the cool kids wear, you know, like you're an exclusive club. If you get to be by my side, you know, you're privileged kind of thing. Yeah. Members, yeah. Members only jacket is not something that is okay. So here, here's what, so it was, here's the thing. The members only jackets, they were popular in the 80s. Okay. And it's, 
they have a certain look, and the reason is that, okay, first of all, it was created in the mid-70s, and they became really popular in the 80s, all right? And it's just, it's something that rich, like a rich pe- person would wear, like in terms of like real smooth, like a smooth talker. Like that is kind of like the kind of person that would wear a members only, only jacket, so. <laughs> so not Matt whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just somebody who's like all material. It's like basically a material, you know, someone who's like focused on like material wealth and clothes and all that. Like that's someone who'd wear a members only jacket. So yes, and this- he's so cute too. And Eric's like a members only jacket, huh? And he's like, yeah. You think it's okay? <laughs> like yeah, like no, no, it's not okay. Take off and hang it up. <laughs> right. So yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Landry, with his wealth of knowledge and experience, <laughs> you know, really helps out here. And he shows up for this this date, and Julie comes out looking really pretty. Uh, but unfortunately, parents not quite as, as perceptive to the dress. And no, like I, I couldn't wearing. believe she came out in that dress. Like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, when I was her age, sure, I wore some promiscuous things, but I would never wear that on a first date. Like. I've never worn anything with that low cleavage before ever. That was showing stomach almost. Yeah, that was. It was. It, I have to admit, it's pretty low cut. So, um, and that must be like. I know you're in Texas, but still, like, no. I don't know. I guess it is summertime. Probably would be okay. But yeah, but no, it is a little. It was a little low cut for a first date. So yeah. so they go in and they force they force her to change clothes. Uh, it's something a little less revealing. Um, My parents not only would have made me change, they would have made me stay at home. <laughs> right. They're pretty understanding parents, I have to say. Yeah. Um, so they go on this date, and this is a date from hell. Because oh, Matt, painful. Is, Matt is not being Matt. Unfortunately, he took Landry's advice to heart <laughs> and tried to be not himself, but instead was supposed to be... I don't even like Matt the jerk. Matt the. I'm the quarterback. Let me into the theater. It's just, yeah, completely not Merit Saracen. And so this, this date is just going the, <laughs> the way of the dodo. Um, not gonna last long. And Extinct as hell. Yes. <laughs> it would be better off if this date never happened. Um, however. Ultimately, it turns into, as, odd, as awful as it is, a saving grace for Matt. Uh, gets a call from Landry because he asked Landry if, if he would watch his grandmother while they went on the state. Landry really didn't want to, but he's like, whatever. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for you. And I like that he has to assure him, my grandmother's not a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love that. That's a great line. Uh, so they go back and... Um, his grandmother's in the closet and she won't come out. I'm crying and there's a stranger in her house that she's scared of. So, so how does this play out? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell us how this all plays out. Well, I was very happy to see Grandma Saracen again, but it was so heartbreaking to hearing that little old lady crying in a closet. And um, I, t- poor Landry, he's just he's so upset because he doesn't know what he's done and he can't soothe her in any way and he you know doesn't understand but of course our lovely Matt knows exactly what to do that she's 
you know, missing her husband who, you know, it's a moment of dementia. She still thinks her husband's around. So sweet Matt, you know, coaxes her out by singing to her what her husband would sing with her. And, you know, this sweet moment where he, like, spins around and dances with her and takes her to bed to put her, you know, let her go to sleep. And my heart was just, I was crying in this episode, this part. I was like, you have my heart now. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Julie, I'd be like, yeah, you can be my boyfriend. <laughs> right. Uh, this was, this is, uh this was definitely with an episode full of really great moments worthy of the heart on award. Um, this one definitely won because yeah, it is with the trophy. Yeah, with the trophy. Um, it was very touching, and you can obviously tell this is something he's had to do probably many many times. So this is not the first. I don't think it's the first time this has ever had. To, he's ever had to do this. Um, so, but it, Julie got to see Matt caring for his grandmother and I don't think she's never seen that not really and so this is like her ability to see as she said later on I finally got to see the real Matt Saracen you know yeah. it wasn't the the guy trying to be you know cool and suave and and uh, you know Mr. I'm the star quarterback now got <laughs> me into the movie theater yeah this was the real Matt the Matt who is somebody who's always there for his grandmother and sensitive yep. the artistic kind and yep and uh so she goes she, landry takes her home and and that's when she informs landry that um you know what she saw was very sweet and everything and so landry informs matt matt lays into landry like yeah gee thanks for that uh, members only jacket was a real winner <laughs> you know and she's like he's like hey you know just you know, don't blame me. It's like, yeah, blame Don't me. blame the couture. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, but then I think it's kind of when they, Matt realizes as they're talking that, you know, he just has to be himself. That's all he can be, you know. So and That's all she wants to see. Yeah. Um, so, we get uh, to the football game, and it's this really hard-fought hard battle uh, between the two teams. Things just go down to the wire. Then, you know, like I said, R- Riggins comes back on the field, lays out the star linebacker of the other team, and uh, Smash sprints down the sideline, scores the, the game-winning touchdown, and, you know, they all kind of walk off the field happy. Uh, but then we get this really, really great moment where Julie runs towards Matt and says, you know, great game. And <laughs> that's when Matt chooses to kiss her (laughs) it's pretty cute it was and it's funny you know matt off the field is this uh, self-conscious uh super shy stuttering shy kid but he's just calm under pressure on the field he's just an entirely different person when he's there and you got to see this thing where it's okay okay don't get me wrong part of this probably the adrenaline from the win but it's like he just decided to, you know what? I'm going to do it. He just kissed her. And I love Julie's reaction. It's like she didn't know how to respond. You know, she, yep. it's going to be terrifying, you know, exhilarating and terrifying at the same time. And so she's like, I, I got to go. And she just kind of like runs away. <laughs> and <laughs> um, and Julie's, or not Julie, Tammy's reaction was just amazing. It was like, Yep, here we go. <laughs> you know, yep, like she just, so it begins. Yeah, she knows, she knows what's gonna what's happening, and she knows at this point 
that nothing's going to stop it, so just got to buckle in for the ride. Yeah, and luckily Eric doesn't see it. He's way too busy celebrating. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just a really great, you know, really great moment. Cut out again. Oh. Stupid Canadian internet. There it goes. Okay, so you can hear me. Okay. Um, you and your Canadian are such inferior. It's just such inferior I internet. I um, know. <laughs> What can I do? <laughs> Cats are running it. Um, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so ah, this was such a, like I said, this was such a great episode. I don't think there was a single scene in this entire episode that I felt was unnecessary. No, everything had a purpose. You know, and like I said, there was so stuffed with, you know, because you had, you had the, you had the, the Matt Julie storyline that had to play out. You had, um, the Smash stuff, which of course is very important, and you had the Lila, um, Riggins and um, Jason storyline, which had to play out. Plus, on top of that, you had some ancillary scenes for you know some other characters that, that you see. So had stuff with with uh, Tyra. You had stuff with Buddy. You know, uh, Tammy. Smash's sister. Tammy, yep. So everybody, like you had three separate storylines that that. This, you know, he was jumping back and forth between, and they also had time. As amazing as amazing as it sounds, they actually had time to fit in some other stuff for other characters, and I just thought it was just brilliant. Yeah, just just a perfect pacing in this episode. Yeah, it was really, it was quite a perfect episode. I mean, there was so much in it, but none of it felt rushed or forced. It was all just very natural and like it would actually happen. Everything just kind of culminated and came to, you know, the payoff. And it was really great seeing so many moments that are just so heartfelt. Yeah. And I, I just want to mention this too, uh, before we go any, uh, to kind of get into the wrap up and the grades. Uh, that one scene where, where Smash goes to his father's grave, this is after his mom kind of gives him the, the real, the, the truth about what things were really like and he goes to visit his father's grave and he kind of kneels down and he he starts to cry and you can see the competing emotions on his face you know on one hand he's he's grieving for his father you know because he's not there and and he's obviously passed on but he's also you can also see some anger there so it's like you have two sides like okay the side that just learned the person that just learned that his father was Maybe not the best husband. Um, and also just knowing that his father isn't there to see who he is now. So I really enjoyed that. That It had no dialogue. It just had literally him just going there, kneeling down, looking at this tombstone and starting to cry. I really appreciated what they did there. That really kind of cemented the, the kind of crux of what that whole storyline this episode has been about. Yeah, and it was really touching to see Smash, like, so vulnerable in a way that really meant something to him. And um, you could just see in his face that there was just yeah, the anger you're talking about, like, how could you do this? How could you leave us all and make leave me for the man of the house all for just, you know, someone you probably didn't even care about? Yeah. Yeah, and it was very well earned. 
That's yes. what I really enjoyed. It was everything in this episode felt earned. All the storylines felt earned. And part of that has to do with, you know, a lot of this stuff has been building for episodes and episodes. Obviously, the biggest example is the whole Tyra, or not Tyra, the Lila, uh, Tim, Jason stuff. That, that's that been going on since, I believe, what, episode two or three of this of the show. Uh, episode two, I believe. So that is something that we're starting to see see the payoff for that and then we're also starting to see the payoff obviously now for julie and matt right (laughs) so things have been progressing and we're starting to see the fruit for all of the stuff that's been going on and this episode really really showed us what the benefit is for letting storylines play out naturally and they, you know, let them play out as they need to, and we'll get to where we need to get when we get there. Uh, they don't try to rush anything. They're not trying to force things to get done quicker. They just let the storylines play out, and it just kind of it just so happens. I think that they're like, okay, you know what, episode episode ten, that's where we feel like this is gonna, you know, come to a to a head. Yeah, truly. Sorry, cat is chewing on my wires. <laughs> Speaking of cats, yeah, don't eat that. <sighs> but yes, it was lovely to see them all pay off after like, you know, a slow, steady buildup that, you know, was not, you know, didn't feel accelerated or forced or anything like that. It all felt quite natural and organic and like it was absolutely something that would come up on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think everything was well done uh i thought the writing was exceptional here some of the performances were really really great i gotta give uh props to you know i mean god all the all the actors really um they all managed to turn in uh some absolutely stellar performances don't you think yeah i completely agree and the writing was phenomenal this episode i did forget to mention one of my favorite lines was in the beginning oh yeah me too when um Go ahead. tammy and taylor are talking yeah. and um Ta- uh, tammy's talking about how you know it's begun her and matt are talking right now on the phone yep. and eric says well at least not a serial killer or one of the riggins boys <laughs> like that's the bar like yeah our daughter's not gonna date riggins or ted bundy they're kind of on the same level like, as long as that's not happening we're okay <laughs> so mean <laughs> I, I i actually liked the i wrote this episode or this line down my favorite line was i haven't even had my coffee yet <laughs> yes i completely sympathize with that it's like i was like god i haven't even had my coffee yet can we not talk about this right now <laughs> if i don't have coffee i'm not a person yet don't talk to me <laughs> like i don't need at eight o'clock in the morning to be confronted with this unholy thing that's happening to my daughter she's gonna be pursued by a boy you know yep i don't want to think about it let alone before i have like the thing that makes me a human being for the day right so yeah this this was really great stuff uh, i gotta give a shout out to like Mick kelly because she really did is you know her performance as lala in this episode was just really well done um just just overall really really good stuff uh, so like if I was gonna, I think what we're gonna start doing is we're gonna start picking an, an MVP 
um, every episode. Uh, so picking a performance which thereby means a specific actor who just really stood out, even a, even if it's an episode where there's just a lot of really great performances, you know, pick somebody that really stands out. And I just thought that she did a really good job here. She did. You know, her emotions were spot on. Nothing felt fake at all. And yeah, she played, you know, the broken heart very well. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Um, I think I'd agree with you. She would definitely be my MVP as well this episode. Yeah, I think if there was a second, it would probably be uh, Guys Charles's Smash. Yeah. So because he did a lot of really good, really good work in this one too. But um, yeah, anyway, just just a good episode. Just amazing, actually amazing episode. Um, so my final thoughts and my score. Uh, so my score is a a definite. 10 out, of, 10 out of 10. There really isn't any other score I could give this episode because you know, most of the episodes are really, really good and they don't generally score very low. And for some people, they might think, okay, what are you trying to say? Every, every episode is just perfection. No, I mean, like a lot, every TV show, no matter how good the episodes are, they, they do have nitpicks here and there. Things that aren't often going to give it a perfect score. But this really can't be anything less than a 10 out of 10 because everything was perfect. You know, the, the, the pacing was great. They managed to fit three massive storylines in here and make them all feel organic and gave them the room to breathe that they all needed. And they fit in some other scenes from other actors and just allowed them their own chances to, you know, contribute to the episode and therefore the show. So just so for everything from the acting to the performances to the to the the structure of the episode to the storylines um to the writing uh, it the, the episode looked great i i can't give it less than a 10 out of 10 so that's my score and that's my uh that's my review yeah i completely agree you know for the second week in a row it's a 10 out of 10 like last episode and this episode were just you know, phenomenal standout episodes. And um, everything about this was so great. It was full of heart and a payout of everything that's been building so far. And I think some of my favorite stuff was Matt and um, Julie on their date. And make it also made me feel really outdated when they were going to see the movie Aragon. It's probably a good thing they missed it, though. <laughs> Yeah, I felt yeah. I felt my age come up there. I'm like, oh, I was his age when that was out. <laughs> oh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, stellar, stellar episode. Ten out of ten for sure. Okay, well, everybody, that looks like we uh, we've wrapped up our episode review and um, just good stuff. Can't really can't wait till the next till the next episode. It's uh, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I think it's gonna be. Re- yeah. I think it's gonna be real good. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's so, a little hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, so the next episode is uh, is titled "It's Different for Girls." So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. yeah. That could mean a variety of things. Yep. I guess we'll see what they're talking about. Um, all right. Well, I guess we will uh, be back next week for another episode. So. Um, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us at um, 
this one's the Outlook one, at Friday Night Mikes at Outlook.com. <laughs> I remembered this time. Um, we're also on Facebook. You just look up Friday Night Mikes. We have our page up on Facebook and, you know, Friday Night Mikes on Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh, the other podcast that we are uh, a part of are the Hungry for Hannibal podcast which we've recently wrapped up the uh the season one review uh episode by episode review um so the whole series is now currently the whole series is now finished in terms of reviews so you can you can if you haven't watched the the show um or even if you have watched the show and you want to listen to our review our breakdown uh go ahead and jump on and you can you can listen to what we have to say um and we have just started the uh, American Gods podcast. So uh, by the time this episode comes out, uh, we probably will be, I want to say, two to three episodes in. So um, If it gets up on iTunes? <laughs> yeah, so we're currently waiting for uh, it to be approved. Um, so uh, we're hoping that it gets approved here uh, very, very shortly. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm the one that submitted it this time, so of course it's taking forever. Yes, you know, the ones Mike puts in, you know, get approved within 24 hours, but mine's on three days now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 the Canadian bias. Um, sorry, but you know, <laughs> it's so, okay. Yeah. All our internet is just a hamster on a wheel. <laughs> I didn't say it, you did. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so anyway, American Gods. It's an upcoming show on Stars. It'll be out, I think, sometime early, early next year. Um, I'm guessing sometime mid February, just a guess. Um, but we're already getting things rolling, uh, so we're hoping for some big things there. And so why don't you go there and check us out as well? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, we have our website up right now, americangodspodcast.com. We have all our social media links there as well, as well as, you know, each episode, we'll throw them up on the website as well. Yep, definitely. So uh, I guess that gives you some stuff to digest, and uh, <laughs> I guess we'll uh, end, it as we, end it as we always do. Um, clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't, can't lose. lose. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you later, okay? Have a good night. Bye.